the wrestling podcast about nothing is brought to you by bda radio bda radio doesn't break news they break the news with their wild commentary regarding mma and wrestling head on over to bdaradio.com and check out all of the latest news on the ufc bellator wwe and much more they are proud to be the voice of fans because they are fans themselves bdaradio.com I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing episode 35 presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many pro wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully they said, we think you may have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast. And once again, I'm on my extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me, as always, is a veteran of the New England Independent Mat Wars, the Irresistible Force, the Immovable Object, the New Age Kingpin, Brian Malonis. I just want to hear what uh, your excuses are for really what was a subpar officiating job, both in a story sense and uh, in a very real sense, Mike. I just want to hear uh, your thoughts and your excuses as to, well, as to why you were so piss poor. Well, Alex Aaron was pushing the boundaries in terms of the rule book, <laughs> but I didn't want that thing to end in a disqualification, Brian. You know that. How, uh, what what would have happened if I had called for a disqualification or if I counted to five, there was a count out? Oh, so you mean if you would have done your job properly? Is that what you're asking me, if you had done your job properly? I gave them as much leeway as I think two men of their stature deserve. As, as an official, uh, is it your job to, to make sure of such things, or is, your, is it your job to enforce the, the rules and the rule book of professional wrestling? I just want to know, what's your job in there? My job is to enforce the rules to my liking. I, I don't think that's your job <laughs> No, in it's there. referee's discretion. You ever oh, heard of referee's discretion? Oh, this is, Have come you? on. All right, we're going to talk a lot more about this, Brian. You're kind of throwing the format all off here. I set you up. I called you the New Age Kingpin. I set you up to get right into talking about. I know. Our I was big too busy. Wanting, I, I knew. I know what you're trying to set up, and I was too busy wanting to bury your 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 terrible job on Friday night. Yes, you're very anxious to do so. <laughs> we'll get into that in just a moment, but. Let's talk about the NAI Network, Brian. We announced uh, it was announced on the New Age Insiders podcast on Wednesday, and we talked about it on Twitter. Uh, since then, we will be joining the New Age Insiders Network, and we'll be doing this show for the NAI Network starting around the middle of January. But don't unsubscribe to this feed. We will continue to do stuff on this feed as well. We are going to be expanding our Something Extra, which we've been doing every Thursday for a number of weeks now. And that's going to be a, a bonus show, a kind of a feedback show. It's going to be kind of a catch-all. And that show is going to be longer than it is currently. And that will be right here on this feed. So make sure you keep subscribing to this feed and make sure you subscribe to the NAI Network uh, when we move over there so you can get the full-length show going forward right brian yes I'm how are you feeling about this pretty excited i think it's going to be good for for both of us uh for both the new age insiders for their network and i think good for us going to help us get to a broader audience help us reach more people uh and as chad uh, over at a man walks into an arm bar would say that's good for everyone it sure is. It's a good thing for everyone. Trust us. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah, the NAI guys, they're uh, great guys. I actually got to meet a couple of them at Chaotic Wrestling on Friday night. And, yeah, this is going to be a good thing for everybody. We just want to get out there in front of uh, more people, get more ears, and uh, this will, I think, accomplish that. Yeah, and we're not leaving uh, BDA Radio. No. Uh, BDA Radio will still be our fine sponsor. We're just kind of... Uh, expanding our horizons, expanding our audience, and expanding our content. So 
we'll be here a number of more weeks doing the full show. But yeah, as I said, make sure you subscribe to the NAI Network and uh, listen to us in January. Definitely want to listen to the NAI Network because uh, you might hear a couple of familiar voices uh, in the coming weeks to pump up this, this program. Scotty Slade, who we've had here, he has a show on there called The Inside Perspective. There's also a DDT Wrestling. There's The Pipe Bomb with McCool & Company, Rant with Ant, some great content over there. Also, uh, Indie Pop, they talk exclusively about indie wrestling. Great show. Uh, Late Night Liam is there as well. Listen to all the great content there. We're going to kind of bring a different perspective. They're like super fans of you know the world of professional wrestling, and we're kind of guys that have been there and done that, right, Brian? I guess. You know, <laughs> so I, don't, I, don't, I don't quite have uh, or share all the war stories that you do. You know, oh, you know. All the name dropping. <laughs> one-up, right? That's your new nickname? That's, that's the nickname, like yes. Like one-up Crockett? Yeah, so that's we're hoping to bring you know a different uh, viewpoint than uh, what they're used to over there, and I think we uh, will do quite well. I just thought it was kind of a BS move by on your part where uh, our good friend Fat Pants uh, shared a picture with him and Seth Rollins from Seth Rollins' Ring of Honor days. Who? and and then oh, you, uh, and then you're like, uh, you know, then you're tweeting about being like best friends with Santa Claus, so <laughs> <laughs> playing the one-up game. Yes. Uh, and uh, speaking, of, we spoke a couple minutes about something extra. How we're going to be continuing to do bonus content here on this feed. Uh, something extra will be on hiatus until we come back. Well, I'm, until one of us comes. Well, back. yeah, I am going to be uh, taking a hiatus from life. I'm going to be heading to the west coast for the holidays so there will be content every monday going forward uh you won't miss a monday but don't be alarmed when you don't see something extra on thursdays but you'll find the podcast every monday as usual and thank you for downloading this podcast you can subscribe to us on itunes podbean stitcher google play music tune in radio and of course bdaradio.com if you're listening right now on the podcast radio network, thanks for tuning in, and we love to hear what you think. Tweet us at the WPAN, and you can listen each and every week on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern. Go to podcastradionetwork.net for more on that. Thank you to everyone who's remembering those three S's. Share, subscribe, star ratings. Our listeners, friends, fellow podcasters who has shared the show on Twitter especially, thank you very much. It is the best way to get the podcast out there in front of more people. We appreciate everyone who does that. And we'd also like to shout out everyone who has rated and reviewed the show on iTunes. It's tremendous help. And we can't do this without you guys. So we appreciate it. Coming up today on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, Brian, happy Festivus. Yes. It's a Festivus for the rest of us. We got the, we got the poll up. The po- the pole yes the, the <laughs> aluminum pole is a is I find a tinsel very distracting prominently displayed and we will be airing our grievances today on the wrestling podcast about nothing that's a little later on we'll get into that plus Merv Griffin time a promo about nothing and a whole lot more but first Brian let's talk about Fury's final fight we were both there on this past Friday night yeah, December sixteenth forced me to be there. You were joyful. You were happy to be there. <laughs> I was not. I don't know why the hell you were there. You weren't even booked. <laughs> you're a piece of garbage. I hate your face. <laughs> I hate your face. No, you're right. I don't like hanging out at wrestling shows. Just out of, uh, usually out of respect, I don't like hanging out at professional wrestling shows I'm, I'm not booked for. Uh, I have nothing to do. I feel awkward as all hell. And uh, I was just kind of wandering around, uh, not quite knowing what to do. Well, there was a lot of people to see and talk to, right? A lot of a lot of uh, luminaries came well, out of the woodwork. Before the show, there was, yes. yes. But uh, during the show, no, there's not really a lot of people to talk to because, you know, they're doing stuff. They're preparing for uh, <laughs> yeah, wrestling Yeah, they are performing, and I'm just hanging around. I'm one of those guys. I was one of those guys Friday night. But I think at the end of the night, Brian, I think you could probably say that you were happy to be there. Yes. I was, yeah. yeah. I, was ha- I was happy to be there for the end, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And we will get into that. We have exclusive. We did about 20 minutes speaking to both Alex Arion and Brian Fury, the participants in the main event, Brian Fury's last match. We talked to them exclusively in the locker room, and we'll bring you that in just a couple minutes. But first, let's talk about what do you think the atmosphere of the of the night on Friday in Woburn? Um... Was it any different, or do you think it was- I don't think it was any different during the course of the show. 
you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Did you feel? Did you feel it was different? I, I didn't. I felt it felt normal. Like during the show, I think. I think that you know, once it was time for it was like after intermission. I feel like maybe the vibe of the room changed. I think it was just different. Well, before the show, just the different people that uh, you know, you know, you don't see every day, uh, just showing up to, uh, I guess, pay their respects. I, I mean, people kind of uh, made the joke on you know Facebook and Twitter <laughs> during the day that. You know, Brian Fury did not die. He's just retiring. <laughs> just the the amount he's t- of he's no longer taking bookings. Yes, the amount of <laughs> the amount of tributes that were posted, it, it it almost seemed like yeah, like an obituary or something like that, or a eulogy. But uh, yes, he is still around. But there, yeah, like I said, a lot of people in the business came out to see Brian's final match. I think that's kind of made it feel a little different for me. Yeah, and Sasha Banks got. Thank you, Fury. Trending is like the number six trend in like the world or something, right? Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she posted something nice about Brian and uh, Tommaso Ciampa as well. He's impacted a lot of people. Just, I mean, uh, whether it's the guys he's trained or just performing at a very high level, he's impacted a lot of people in, in a very positive way. And uh, I, throughout the course of the night, every time I see Brian, you know, I I'd speak to him and walk away and come back and say, "How you feeling now?" How you feeling now? <laughs> Driving the poor guy insane. <laughs> Actually, I barely spoke to Fury uh, really? throughout the course of the night. No. So you know how you feel now? How you feel now? And just try try to see if I can you know shake him a little bit. But no, he was he he was he was steady. He was steady. Well, I think he that. seems at peace with you yeah. Know, so I mean that's a good thing. You know, I mean, you get a little emotional afterwards, but as you would expect. But mm-hmm. no, he just seemed himself. <laughs> you know, throughout the night. So let's go to, we spoke to them probably 20 to 30 minutes uh, after. I mean, of course, there was the match, then there was the the emotional speech in the ring and the outpouring of emotion and the outpouring of uh, affection for Brian Fury. And then, of course, he was out. Uh, <laughs> the ring almost breaking under, yes. the, under the weight of some, <laughs> like, 40 guys in it. <laughs> and then, of course, he went out and, you know, greeted his family and stuff like that. So after all that, he came back. Uh, and we brought Alex in there too, and we talked to both of them about the match and the lead up to the match. So uh, let's go to that right now. Brian, we are backstage. Yes. Friday night, December 16th, right? 16th, Chaotic Wrestling. Uh, it is probably about 20 minutes after the main event of the show, which was uh, Alex Arion versus. Brian Fury in Brian Fury's last matchup, and joining us are both Alex Arion, the Golden Greek. Hello, Alex. Kayfabe is dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys like already like made out in the ring and stuff, so <laughs> hey, hey, I figured hey. the podcast is okay. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> and of course, the man of the hour, New Hampshire's favorite son, Brian Fury. How are you, Brian? I am tired and sweaty, but feeling on top of the world right now. Yeah. Yes, very much so. Is it was it that twenty bucks that a fan gave you after the show? Twenty bucks, yeah, amazing twenty dollars <laughs> that a fan gave me. I got some flowers. I got a nice stuffed animal. But man, that was it was pretty cool. Was, I've never had a fan just hand me money for no reason before. It was that was a first. Makes yeah. you reconsider retirement, doesn't it? I'm I'm like wow that you guys. I've been away for three years and I come back and it's like oh they tip now. Yeah, this, is, this is what's hap- this is what's happening with wrestling. And suddenly, Alex Arion is back, baby. <laughs> Unbelievable. His lovely, his lovely, his lovely wife doesn't realize it yet, but he's going to be busy on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brian, how did you come to the decision to have Alex be your opponent? Uh, when I first announced uh, that I was going to be retiring at the end of the year, he was actually the first name that popped into my head. If I could have chosen anybody in my career but obviously he wasn't wrestling at the time um ended up seeing him at a couple functions and events and, and, and different things over time and chatted him up a little bit and he said he'd be willing to you know try and come back for one more match and see if he can hold up came down to the school and worked out a little bit and decided that yeah he would be able to so i mean like i said it's kind of a storybook type ending for me at least because he was around and helped me out so much throughout my whole career that you know it, it meant a lot for me to him to be able to share the ring with me for my fa- last match ever so alex how did you feel when you got the when brian approached you with this well when they told me they were going to pay me a lot of money i said yeah there you go i mean that's <laughs> what this is all about right <laughs> no um being completely serious and like i said kayfabe's dead uh so 
when I heard he was he was calling it quits, yeah. I heard on this very podcast. Oh. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Yeah, and, and uh, I jumped at the opportunity. I was like, okay, yeah, just tell me when. Give me some time to get in shape because, you know, when you don't have to put on your underwear in front of people for years <laughs> and you have kids and you get married and, and start enjoy li- enjoying life out of, out of wrestling – Kind of let yourself go a bit, and um, I, I just need I just need a little bit of time to get back in shape. But no, I jumped at the opportunity. I was like, yeah, if I'm gonna come back, it's gonna be for this. So I'm just I I'm just so glad that it went the way that it did. Uh, um, I love this guy right here. Don't we all? Yeah. Well, you have you haven't missed a beat, man. You haven't missed a beat, Alex Arion. Thanks. Thanks, Mr. Malone. Uh, if, if you hear awkward noises, people talking, we are literally backstage in the locker room. People are uh, still changing. Yep. Donovan I'm, I'm watching is half Donovan. naked. <laughs> yep. And we got, I'm watching Mikey Webb right now, and I'm, I'm getting um, excited. Uh, no. <laughs> Ace Romero lurking around like he seems to do. As the first Ace Romero mention ever on this podcast? Probably the last. So. Probably, Probably the, the last, last as well. <laughs> Tremendous. Hey, 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 hey. So, uh, Brian, when you woke up this morning, how'd you feel? The last oh, day. It was the first time. Called out of work this morning. So it was the first time <laughs> well, in about this. three yeah, weeks. Yeah, hopefully nobody listened. Hey, I'm, I'm union. What are they going to do? Exactly. Ah, right? uh, it was the first time in like three weeks that I got a full night's sleep. And uh, it felt, I don't know. It felt weird, and people kept asking me throughout the day, like how I felt, how I felt, and all I kept saying was, "I just want, just want the match to go well, and I think everything else will fall into place and be how it was." And um, I wasn't emotional at all until until it was done. So, uh, job well done to to me for keeping it in check, <laughs> uh, for, for keeping it in check, and, and until it was all said and done. So. Um, yeah, it was just, it felt like, it was weird. It just felt like another another show and another day until it was kind of all said and done. With all the tweets and the the praise on social media all day, that didn't uh, kind of... No, it, I mean, it was weird. And it, obviously with uh, Sasha and Tommaso tweeting something and tagging me that, like, Twitter exploded because, you know, they have 10 billion followers and, <laughs> like, so many retweets and whatever else. It was hard to keep track of stuff on Twitter. Apparently... Uh, Sasha got thank you Fury trending on Twitter. It was like the number five trend on Twitter at some point <laughs> today. She ridiculous. sent she sent me a screenshot. I thought that was pretty awesome. <laughs> um, Facebook was awesome. It was um, pretty cool to see a lot of the stories that people said of ways that I've kind of impacted them throughout the years or whatever. Uh, you know, it felt nice, but it was one of those things I, I couldn't let it like uh, get to my head or like overwhelm me heading into. Uh, the match tonight, because to me, you know, especially for Al coming back and having not wrestled in three years, I wanted to make sure that the match itself was good and, and worthwhile and something worth him coming out of, you know, retirement for, uh, to, you know, to do one one more match. So well, what about it? What about Alex Aaron? I mean, we're breaking, we break news on this podcast. <laughs> is, uh, is, I mean, is, I mean, what do you, what do you think? I mean, is that, was that it for you? Or do you think you, you might have one down the line? You or? Never say never. I never said goodbye before. I'm not going to say goodbye now. All right. Well, that's what you I know. like to hear. You never say never. How about this guy? How about this guy? Mike Crockett yeah, coming out of retirement. Let's, let's talk about whew, the extended hiatus. I want to talk. I want to talk about the fact that the guy huffing and puffing the most in the ring was Mike Crockett. <laughs> what do you mean by that? How did you? Did you? I mean, did you guys have to pull Crockett out of the weeds in there? Or I, I blatantly asked him at one point, "How are you doing?" And he said, "I'm a little blown up. Those uh, those two four counts in a row really got me winded." <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Why haven't you been? Yeah. Michael. <laughs> well, you know, I was a little bit. I did a couple oh, running No, you're looking sessions. a little heavy in there. Yeah, oh, I'm moving like now. you used to. Oh, wow, what a cheap shot. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> you listen to the show. You heard the way this guy talks. Well, this guy drops yeah, a couple that's pounds. True. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brian, uh, when did it hit you? Before the match, or, or has it still not hitting you that it's kind of um, done? Well, I mean, during my speech and stuff, it, it definitely hit me, and I, and I kind of... Even before the speech, and I just gave Al a hug and, and, and thanked him and talked to him, like, you know, kind of started to 
hit home and realize that like you know in two weeks i won't be driving to another show or, or coming and hanging out in the locker room and stuff like that um that's weird to think about it, it's weird to uh you know not do this anymore i mean it's like 17 years is a long time and literally every single weekend i was driving somewhere or, or doing something um Thank goodness I have the school to be able to get some uh, aggression in my regular life out. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how I'd be able to deal with it if, you know, not having any sort of outlet whatsoever. It's crazy to think about, but I mean, it's a funny way to put it. But there are, as a chi- there are children that were born the year you were wrestled that can now go see R-rated movies. I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a long wrestling career. Hey, yes. Pretty, yes, it is. It's pretty crazy. And I, I don't know if you get a chance to look, but the Playboy was ringside. And when you're in your speech... Uh, the Playboy was inconsolable. <laughs> like, I don't think there was a more distraught person over the retirement of Brian Fury than the Playboy. <laughs> I, lo- I love Jimmy. I love Jimmy. I was <laughs> so happy to see him. <laughs> yeah, it, w- it was hard to, uh, when you got a little emotional there. Well, oh, a yeah. Little. It was, yeah, that was, that was a tough one. So what you do, Al, is you don't look at the person when they're crying. It, well, if you look at me, I, I wasn't looking at him. I was looking down, trying to try to keep my cool. But Brian is so like, used yeah, to you know stuffing what? the emotion down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, right. that's what you do. You put it right where it belongs, <laughs> right down in your belly. Oh my goodness. Uh, so, Alex, how are you feeling? That like you're, you're uh, during the match. Do you did you feel something in your knee? Yeah, I blew my knee out somehow doing something. You know, I'm old, man. Um, I, I honest, honestly, I have no idea what I did. I came up. Was the backdrop? It, something? No, it was actually on. before it. It was. Okay. It, I think I, it was like right before right the backdrop. Right before it. What did we do right before that backdrop? Just an Irish whip. Yeah, so <laughs> take yeah, taking a step. The stupidest stuff. Um, you just call me fragile. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the dumbest thing. And then I'm like, uh, backdrop, sh- sugar. Yeah, um, but I was like, "Yeah, hey, all right, let's go. Let's do this. Let's get it done." I'm already messed up, so let's go. This might be the first time I've seen you two wrestle where there wasn't like the the sequence of uh, multiple black backdrops. I would ask, you know, I told Brian, I'm like, "Yeah, you know, let's. If I'm not blown up, absolutely, let's do three or four. And uh, his exact words were, "Yeah, if I'm feeling good, I'll just feed up the ropes and you give me another one. And then I'm, yep. if I'm still yep. feeling good, I'll take another one too." Yeah, that's I how said, it goes. "Take as many as you want." And so you want to go to the buckle, and then uh, and then we'll go from there. Yep. And uh, yeah, what the knee went, and I said, "No, I'm just gonna do the one." <laughs> and then we'll we'll try to get through the rest. Don't ask me how the hell I did it. Yeah, you're, you're still doing um, well. But I, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I kept checking on you every step of the way, and you know, see how yeah. you were hanging in there and stuff. Yeah. And no, uh, that was. It was good. I, I, let me say this. I could tell two or three minutes in, once we got going, that Al was fired up. Al was, <laughs> I was feeling it. it. It was, you know, there was no rust. It was like riding a bike. He was, he was, he was in his element, you know, and it was, it was awesome. How about a splash from the apron to the <laughs> floor? <laughs> yeah, what the, you know, I was saying this to my wife, actually, like, um, I'm not worried about Brian hurting me because he's never hurt me. I'm worried about me hurting myself. <laughs> and look what happened. God, jeez. Um, yeah, it was. It was like. Yeah, it was weird. Like how I just. It just kind of was like I never left. It was very. <laughs> I I had a blast, man. It was a lot of fun. No, it thank was a you. A lot of fun out there. So after the uh, match, that that video has kind of got me. The uh, the video which I found out was by uh, Harry Aaron. Uh, oh, he, he did. I the didn't video. see it at the end. Is Harry here? He normally puts the yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> yes, he no, he didn't tag it, but yes, uh, no, I, that kind of got me. He kind of like took you through your whole career and uh, yeah, that was that was awesome. It's funny to see young, fresh-faced uh, Brian Fury there. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, noticed myself, you know, putting the uh, Boston Crab on a couple guys on this podcast. Yeah, there, yeah, you know, video. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, you know, Jesus, they, that video is very up to date. Here I am watching the match, and Alex Arion get puts. It's putting the uh, the, uh, the Boston Crab twice last like 20 minutes in the thing. And I was like, man, I tapped out in like four seconds. Because I'm the Golden Greek. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Golden Greek, damn it. Because well, I, I, right. I got other battles to fight. I, you know. <clears throat> right, yes. I have to I fight another it. day. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. I look like a jobber. <laughs> so why weren't the boots left in the ring? 
No. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you, you bastard. What? You tried to <laughs> get me to do that a long time ago. You yelled at me. That is like... No. Why is that a thing? No. There's a... There's a... <laughs> one of the other principles in the, uh, the match here. <laughs> I just... I just... I have to say... Um, uh, it was awesome having Sean Gorman out there too. Yes, and he it is half he nude put as well. Himself back together. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean that, that, that was like an awesome little added wrinkle that we were able to throw in there, and it was great for me considering he managed me for such a long period of time here in Chaotic Wrestling, and I've known him for years and years and years too. Uh, and he wrote about me a lot in his book, so you know we're, 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 so we're, we're pals, and it was good to have him as a part of the. Uh, Gorman wrote a book. The deal too. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody really knows that, but he did. <laughs> hey. <laughs> what do you do tonight? What do you do tomorrow morning, Brian? I am going to go to Denny's. Uh, that's, Denny's. That's oh. that's what I, that's what I always do after shows. You're gonna see Kim. I'm gonna see Kim. Kim <laughs> is the best waitress. I know it's it'll be like any other night. Tomorrow morning, I'll wake up early and I'll go to class and train the the three or four kids that show up on a Saturday morning after a show. <laughs> Only three or four <laughs> on a Saturday morning after a show. Jeez. Very few show up, and it makes me very Slackers. angry. And they all pay for it on Tuesday when we go to class. Slackers. Um, but uh, next couple of weeks, I'm just kind of rest and take some time, and then starting the new year. Start trying to implement some new ideas and things I have for the school going forward, and then just try to build that brand and, you know, heal up because it's going to be awesome <laughs> not having to uh, kill myself every weekend for a while. <laughs> no more bumps. So, Alex, yes, um, are you coming back? You said there, you said that before the match, you're back. Yeah, you did say that. Do you really want me to explain why I said that? <laughs> oh, no. do, do you want I'm me to back. get into it? I'm back, I, baby! Because I will, if you want. Kayfabe's dead. Um, <laughs> I well, say we get Max back, too. We bring back the big business. Big business, baby. Um, I Like I said, I'd never say never. Um, I I think the, the, the whole reason why I said that uh, and why I had Rich announce me that way, um, I try to... Brian knows this. I want everything to make sense. I want everything to be good. I want everybody to get kind of. Um, I think what's a lot of what's missing in professional wrestling nowadays is uh, that suspension of disbelief. I mean, everybody knows it's a work. Everybody knows all that stuff. But you, um, just trying to think of ways to get people lost in the moment and lost and get you know um, sucked into what we're we're trying to do. Everybody knew it's Fury's last match. If people knew that it was my last match or possibly my last match or whatever, I figured if I come out and I say I'm back, you can kind of get that seed of doubt in people's minds that, you know, maybe maybe Fury is not going to win tonight. And that was kind of what I was trying to portray by saying that, by doing everything that I did. Um, thank you, my friend. Thank you. Um, Sean Gorman out. Sean Gorman taking off. Um so yeah, that's that's why I said what I said, and but but like I said, never say never. I'm not I'm not gonna close that door because, you know, you never know. Why would you do something dumb like that, right, Brian? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> why would you? Why? Why would you paint yourself into a corner with such a such a ridiculous thing? Well, I just want to say for me, it's a, it, it's sitting here and and talking about this, and it's great. It was great to watch that. It was a great moment, and it's great to reminisce about the great times I spent with you guys. But there's a big part of me that's very sad. There's obviously I'll, I'll never wrestle Brian Fury again. And there's a, probably a fairly good chance that I'll I'll never wrestle Alex Arion again. And I think I've had some of my favorite matches with both of you. So uh, thanks, buddy. You know, thank you guys both. And thank Al, you. I've watched you. <laughs> You're upset. I've watched. Oh. I, I started watching you when I was in high school. Yeah, made me feel <laughs> really old now. Jeez. But we shared, you know, some great <laughs> moments uh, in chaotic together, and I think like three different feuds, and same with Brian. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Me, me, and, me and you got to wrestle uh, in front of uh, Johnny Ace and Ty Billy at the school one, one, <laughs> wow. one Wednesday morning, yes. randomly. Yeah, it, out of that was probably the closest I ever came to getting a job with WWE. So. <laughs> I did what I could. <laughs> did you see that name over there? You picked yeah. that up for me? <laughs> <laughs> I did Thank drop those guilt. names. Thank you. Yeah, but you guys are both yeah. tremendous, and I, Thanks, it, was, man. it was a pleasure just sitting back watching it tonight. You know, It was it a was lot of fun doing pleasure. it. 
It was a lot of fun doing it. Thank yeah, you. thank you very much, Brian, for uh, asking me to be a part of it. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't want anybody else to referee my final match. It was, it was good to get you off the couch. Yes. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was great to have you in the ring there with me one last time. So thank you, Michael. Thank you very now much. I can go back yes. on the next extenditis from the ring. Yes. No. After no. Denny's. After Denny's. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Thank yeah. you guys very much. Thank, thank you. you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Once again, thank you to Alex Arion and especially Brian Fury for taking time out of, uh, you know, probably the most emotional night of his wrestling career anyway and uh, spending it with you and me, Brian. And um, make sure you go to neprowrestling.com if you have any desire to become a professional wrestler or follow him. He is at xbrianxfuryx. That is his Twitter, and the school's Twitter is at NE Pro Wrestling. Make sure you support Brian as he enters this new phase of his career, full-time training the future of professional wrestling. And he's already done a fantastic job, and I don't see how it could go uh, anything but 10 times better now that he has complete and full uh, laser focus on the school. Absolutely. And uh, for those wondering, the Playboy Jimmy James and Cam Zagami are both okay. They've both recovered uh, <laughs> oh, no. from Friday night. Uh, you know, we we did let them know that Brian that Brian's okay. <laughs> like he's gonna make it, even though he's not gonna wrestle anymore. So I just you know I just wanted to get that out there. <laughs> uh, so so once again, thanks to Brian um, and Alex for spending time with us on Friday night. All right, Brian. I'm I'm sorry, Mike. You keep trying to go in a serious mode. I'm like in a playful mode here. I'm trying to make people laugh. I'm trying I'm making jokes. No, that's good. That's good. That's good. We gotta, you're, well, you're all teary eyed. I, I can't I can't uh, deal with a grown man crying at my kitchen table. So. <laughs> Stuffing it all down. Stuffing it all down. That's where it belongs. That's where it belongs. <laughs> all right, Brian. It is Merv Griffin time. But before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, what do you mean, BDARadio.com? What does the BDA stand for? Brian defeated Alex? Yes, spoiler alert, this past Friday, Brian Fury beat Alex Arion in his last match, and at the end of the night was standing tall with his arms raised high. But since he came up with this BDA acronym gimmick, he did actually suggest this to me, Brian. I guess what he's also standing for is what BDA Radio stands for, the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news, they break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. BDARadio.com Brian uh, actually did suggest this uh, BDA Radio plug for me. You know, the one thing I'm wondering about Brian is like... Uh guy on the type of winning streak he's been on why is he retiring <laughs> <laughs> you know what happened to putting guys over on your way out <laughs> there was one guy who defeated him though you no oh. chase del monte oh, there, you go. <laughs> there we go see you can't leave with the title all why, right why not <laughs> it is merv well, griffin time. That used to be the chaotic tradition somebody leaving yes, put, exactly. put a championship on him all right it is merv griffin time named for brian's favorite episode of our favorite show seinfeld this is our chance to sit down with the listeners and talk. We talk to you, and most importantly, you talk to us. No voicemails this week, but we want to hear from you guys. Get your voicemails in. We will play them on the podcast. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. Or we make it even easier. Go to Facebook.com slash the WPAN on your phone, and after you click like, Click that big blue call now button and it will connect you directly to the voicemail line. You can leave us a message. We will play it on the podcast. The other way to participate here on Merv Griffin Time is using our hashtag, hashtag WPAN. All right, Brian, what do you got here? What do we got? I don't know. You're the one that puts this thing together. I've been sitting around watching football all day, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Glenn Abbott at GA WrestleNut. He says, uh, if you haven't listened yet, another great insight from inside the ring. Hashtag respect the referee. Yes, last week uh, we talked some refereeing with Ring of Honor's Todd Sinclair and got a lot of nice feedback on that episode. TK says uh, he is at THOG94. I shouldn't be laughing this hard at mishaps of a pro ref, but I am. Great podcast with at Sinclair Todd as a guest again. Hashtag 
Black undies. <laughs> I'm sure that's all the fans were thinking about Friday night, Mike, was your <laughs> black BVDs under, underneath your uh, very tight uh, referee pants. Yes, uh, Chip K. Fabe, uh, at Chip K. CTB, he says, so we're talking about Croc Socks underwear, so that's where this is going, huh? Yeah, well, I, I didn't really think about that when I said that, but yeah, that that was that's one of my uh, traditions. The thing is right. The thing is right now, though, nobody knows if you had a blowout or not. <laughs> no, that's exactly spoiler. That's the point. Mike Crockett had a blowout. Those no, pants, those I did pants, not. Those pants were a size and a half too small. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Everything uh, I maintained. I maintained, and thank goodness for that for everybody involved. Uh, Eric Arsenault at Sick Blade Job on Twitter. He says, "Excellent episode this week, boys." Sinclair Todd is truly one of my favorite people in the world. He's a national treasure. I hung out with our good friend Eric Friday night. Yes, he was there and uh, at the Woburn Elks. He gives us a lot of support for the podcast. Thanks very much there, Mucko. Uh, Dan Tanaka, you believe this, at Dan Tanaka on Twitter. He said he's worked with both of these referees, and they have both helped me in my development as a referee over time. Very thankful for them. Thank you, Dan Tanaka, for checking out the podcast. John Morse. At J O N S U P R M N. Your best friend. Oh, I got to say, John, I got your email. I got your address. Your shirt's not in the mail yet. I'll get it out this week, buddy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the, uh, I'm the, a terrible person. In the Christmas season, you know. I'm a terrible know, person. I don't know uh, how quick it's going to get there with the uh, <laughs> this week. But anyway, Pro Wrestling Tees, he was talking to at Pro Wrestling Tees and said, referee Todd Sinclair needs his own store. First shirt is hashtag win a date with Todd Sinclair. <laughs> Of course. I'd prefer Fat Pants 316, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> he has a number of stunners in his time. He doesn't want to talk about it, but... He's also you know. on a people's elbow. He's, yes, he Delivered has. Delivered to me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and that's another moment he probably wishes to forget. The people's ref. <laughs> yes. Bill Neville, NAI, one of the uh, New Age insiders who we're going to be working with. He says, excellent commute entertainment listening to ROH official at Sinclair Todd and at Croc Sox tell ref stories with at Brian Malonis. Thanks very much, Bill Neville. And he also says, completely agree with Todd. No way Chad Patton didn't know about the finish at WrestleMania 30. We talked about uh, The Undertaker and Brock Lesnar and whether the referee for that match, Chad Patton, knew the finish going in as they, they a number of people have uh, have speculated that he didn't know or uh, oh, there's no there's no way there's no way if you know anything about professional wrestling anything about it even i'm not i'm not talking about somebody like just as like inside like if you're a fan like you gotta know like he knew he had to have known something of that magnitude the guy knew <laughs> he, he put it in, he, fine he, uh, maybe i'll even give you he didn't know on the walk down to the ring he knew before he counted the three <laughs> that that was supposed to happen. Okay, at J Mess Express, and he says he listened to the podcast yesterday, and I can imagine the blood pressure on a ref going up as the arm starts coming down after two, waiting for the kickout. Yeah, I talked about that, like uh, the small panic attack that happens when you're coming down for three and. The guy's shoulder, he's not moving at all, and you're just hoping and praying that that shoulder <laughs> comes up. It is uh, quite an adventure. Thankfully, I mean, even though you tried to jinx me last week, Brian, nothing of the sort happened during <laughs> the match on Friday night. Uh, well, that's because those guys were smart. They are kicking out at one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on now. Uh, Eric Tolley, at Eric W. Tolley, he is stepping away from podcasting on the hurricane rana podcast a good friend of ours and he says that he just wanted to use the extended hiatus gimmick so i don't know about that eric that's a gimmick infringement we're uh sending our lawyers on that well, one he keeps talking trash i'm assuming he's going into witness protection so i don't uh <laughs> put a beat down on him let's check out the hurricane rana podcast they do facebook live every wednesday night at Hurricane Rana Wrestling on Facebook and at the Hurricane Rana on Twitter. And Mike Mills, our good friend from the Book in the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast, 140 character review of Total Divas, Brian. <laughs> he says a C plus rating on tonight's episode. No real emotional investment. Needs more personal issues in the storytelling. <laughs> All right. He uh, Mike Mills is always there. He said he's forced to watch it by his wife. No, uh, I, I actually haven't watched in, in a, Steph lost interest. 
Steph's my wife, for people who don't know. Uh, she lost interest, so I haven't watched now in uh, over a season, so I'm, I'm way behind. Well, thank God we have Mike Mills here at Mike504Saints <laughs> to fill us in on what's going hey, on. Hey, I'm right there with Mike. Uh, I would say sometimes the storylines on Total Divas are, are some of the best things they got they got running in WWE. And it's only an hour. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so uh, check out Book in the Territory, Pro Wrestling Podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, of course, Google Play, Make sure you check them out. They support us. We support them wholeheartedly. And make sure you support us by following us at the WPAN, at Croc Sox, at Brian Malonis. And thanks to everyone who is a part of Merv Griffin Time this week. And we look forward to talking to you on Twitter, hearing your voicemails. And we'll bring you the best of it next week on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. All right, Brian. We got a lot of problems with you, pro wrestling. And now you're going to hear about it. It is Festivus this week, Brian, and we are going to be airing our pro wrestling grievances right here on the podcast. I fought somebody over uh, a Hatchimal mic at at Walmart, and as I was raining blows. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, I wanted to to talk about something that – kind of it gets under our skin when it comes to today's pro wrestling brian and i asked you to come up with uh yeah air your grievance what do you have for me brian well i mean i could have gone in a couple d- different directions here i mean one i mean i think my hatred of the authority figures uh storylines has been well documented very well, well documented, documented on this podcast <laughs> but that's not where i'm gonna go mike okay my problem is with uh is with the fans Oh yeah, you people, <laughs> you 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 listening to this? Oh no, you're pissing right. and you're moaning and you're whining and you're complaining, and it's not just pro wrestling fans, Mike. It's the Walking Dead fans. It's the Game of Thrones fans. Watch a damn scripted show and just watch it and be entertained. You don't know what's happening next. Why are you getting upset all the time? You heard me at the beginning talk about how you want to expand our audience, right? Hey. This is my airing of the okay, grievances. Sorry. This is my grievance. Okay. All right? Can okay. I can I continue with airing my grievance? Yes, you may. You don't know the big picture yet. You don't know where the story's going. Do you just want the, exactly what you want to happen all the time? But no, because when that happens, you complain how predictable WWE is. Enjoy it. There's a lot of good stuff happening right now. Is it all going to be perfect? No. No, it's not. Like, I have the problem with the people who talk about how Roman Reigns is a lousy wrestler. If you think Roman Reigns is a lousy wrestler, I'm sorry, you're wrong. Roman Reigns is not a lousy wrestler. He is a very, very, very good professional wrestler and a main event level talent. You may not like his persona. You may not want him as the flagship, you know, face of the company. You may not have liked him over Daniel Bryan at the time. Yes, but... Roman Reigns is a main event level talent who is capable of putting on some of the best matches. Some of the best matches that I have watched over the last couple years have involved Roman Reigns. And it's not just because of the guy he's wrestling. And yet you still see these complaints like he's a piece of garbage. The guy's good. Really freaking good. That, that, that's, that's my biggest problem is just, I don't, I don't know. If, if you really hate it that much, don't watch. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. You see the, you see the tweets over, I'm canceling WWE Network and I'm not watching this ever again. And, da, da, da. and then the same people, the very next pay-per-view, every result they're, they're, uh, responding to. And, uh, I, I'm just of the mindset, like enjoy, watch it to enjoy it. Not, don't watch it to criticize it. It's entertainment. And, and it, it's not just a pro wrestling thing though. This is just like a thing in like, society now like rather than just watching something to be entertained everybody watches with like this critical eye of like now you might not like some of the things that happen but everybody's watching the entire entirety of like every television show and episode uh walking dead and game of thrones and flash and arrow and and whatever else tv shows are out there and they're just breaking it down all the time and it's like well i don't know what happened to the just like follow along with the story and you know i don't know it's not the world we live in, Brian. No, it's, it's, it's really not the world we live in. <laughs> um, but there is something to be said for just taking some enjoyment in, in, in what you're watching, what you're doing. So you're saying we don't need to come on here and analyze professional wrestling anymore? 
We should just watch. I, it. But I don't. Oh. I don't think we do that to the level of what I'm talking <laughs> right, about. Right, right, right. Like we're the not the yeah this we, ultra critical. You, yeah, you're you're not coming to if you're listening if you're a listener of the WPA and you're not coming to us for fantasy booking and um, just ripping apart what is happening. Um, I mean, I think we try to give insight as to why we think these things might be happening. People are screaming up and down about, well, they they're giving Roman Reigns a title and he's the guy, da, 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 but we don't want him. We want whoever. And I'm sitting there trying to give you the perspective, of like, well, the WWE is a publicly traded company who has to answer to sponsors and shareholders and and networks. And and as much as you want to pretend that it's like the 80s and the 70s and the booking is just done by some old wrestler with a cigarette in his mouth it's not <laughs> done like that anymore the advertisers the spon- you know the sponsors the shareholders the networks have a big hand in what gets booked <laughs> like don't fool yourself like they do they have a say now they're not sitting in the writing room writing this stuff but they have a say in what happens but i think that's what that's the type of perspective that we try to give not just because there are things I mean, we watch and we don't like. Like, oh, I didn't really care for that, you know. But I'm not sitting there just try- – what I'm trying to watch as a fan, I'm not just breaking it down like, oh, my God. I, I this hate- is garbage. Yeah, I hate this guy. <laughs> the guy I hate won. This is stupid. <laughs> Only the guy that I I like should be winning. Why is Goldberg coming back and winning in 90 seconds? Yeah, like, I mean, because they want you talking about it the next morning. That's why. (laughs) Because it was the most unexpected thing you'd ever seen in professional wrestling, I think. Goldberg coming back and beating Brock Lesnar in however many seconds it was. Like, who? There's not one human being alive who predicted that. Not one. Not one. And I bet you guys on that show, because I who didn't know the finish, were shocked when they saw it. There were people in WWE who were shocked when they saw that. Sure, but it got people talking. <laughs> it got people really excited. And uh, but then you have the people who are, I, I, I just you got to give that to a younger well, like that's not for you to decide to to give it to a younger guy. Why? <laughs> why? Like tell me why? <laughs> like I I don't I don't know. It was a great. Mo- Sometimes it's about creating like. You'd have previously in wrestling, you'd have moments like that. You know what I mean? Like you'd have the these big moments in wrestling that you'd be talking about for years, and now it's the well, this should have gone to so and so or da 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 da. Like I don't I don't know. And so it's like no, we saw a really cool moment there in WWE history. And if you're a professional wrestling fan, when you see actual see actual moments like that, um, there's there's not a lot of like organic moments that happen anymore because. Everything's so overanalyzed. Yeah, and everything's, everything's manufactured, and everything yeah. like, like when a moment does happen, um, like the whole WrestleMania moment thing. The WrestleMania moment thing wasn't like a thing; it just organically happened. And then WWE realized, like, oh, we could really capitalize on this, and now it's marketed. You know, so to me, like, there's very few quote unquote those WrestleMania moments anymore that just happen naturally and organically it's it's manufactured a little bit right and which i mean they're smart with, to do with, that with hashtags in mind yeah yes. exactly so when you get something like like the goldberg lesnar uh match man what a cool moment what just like the most unexpected thing and, and something will happen out of that like you haven't seen the end of it but contrary I, to what i thought that night <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the stuff i'm talking about like you, you don't know where the story's going both these guys are in the royal rumble they clearly have a bigger thing in mind with them. Like, I don't know. Enjoy it. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy the fact that you were watching live for something that, you know, one of those things that you'll be talking about 15 years from now in wrestling history. But here's what I want. I want people, in 2017, I want you to enjoy wrestling. I want you to love it. I want you to remember back when you were a kid watching it and enjoying it and loving it. Be that 11-year-old kid again. Get lost in it. Get lost in a match. Get lost in a story. Enjoy it. Stop being so critical, not just with professional wrestling, with all of your television shows. Watch it like you're 11 years old again. I promise you'll be much happier. I ended it positive, Mike. Is that there okay? There you go. Perfect. <laughs> did I go to, Did I go long enough there? Well, you, you, yeah. Now, oh, now, now I went over. Now well, I went no, too long. Well, now I'm getting nervous because you know, <laughs> now I'm, 
I, I did this thing where, I, where I'm going second again. <laughs> and in the past, this has worked against me. Uh-oh. After I, I got you all fired up. and Wait, now Mike, hold on. I'm going to pump you up. You're going to do fine, Mike. I know you can do it, buddy. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Power of positivity. There we go. Okay, Brian. I'm going to air my grievance. My grievance is with the notion that wins and losses don't matter. People say that's like the thing, the catchphrase these days, wins and losses don't matter. Anyone can beat anyone. It doesn't matter. It's a work. It's pro wrestling in 2016 going into 2017. Wins and losses don't matter. The belts don't mean anything. The belts are props. I mean, it it might be true these days, but it shouldn't be. Wins and losses, I think this this, uh, whole notion that wins and losses don't matter was created by the company, was created by the bookers, was created by people who don't want people talking back to them and saying, <laughs> no, I don't want to lose to this guy. No, I want to win. I want to keep my credibility. I want to keep... Are you saying Tarzan Taylor created this notion? <laughs> no, I think long before <laughs> Tarzan, this whole notion that wins and losses don't matter is to keep wrestlers in line. You were talking about the 70s and the 80s, the old days... In the 70s, in the 80s, guys like Roddy Piper would refuse to lose. Guys like Hulk Hogan would go on these huge years upon years of winning matches. And there were a lot more people that were, in my eyes anyway, maybe it was just because I was a kid, they were superstars, they were icons, they were larger than life because they didn't trade wins back and forth uh, every two weeks. Yeah, everybody's somebody. 50-50. Everybody gets their win back. Yeah. I mean, wins and losses have become irrelevant because... Let me play devil's advocate a little bit here. Do you think some of it's because of the backlash over, like, say, a guy like John Cena, who has had streaks like this, and the people get upset about it? That is proved my, that's proven my point. <laughs> when, you put, when you strap a rocket to a guy like, like a John Cena, when you strap a rocket to someone like, like Brock Lesnar, who, who's one of the only actual draws, when, when he's on a pay-per-view, you get more people watching that pay-per-view. He is a guy who's been protected, who doesn't lose very often. I mean, we talked about him losing to Goldberg, but that was his first loss in probably a couple of years. The fact that he was protected, that he was pushed, that he was given win after win after win, that escalated him. That put him in the upper echelon. That made him a superstar among all of these guys who trade wins back and forth. When you book a guy to win, to win, to win, he, what do you know? He gets over. And Brock Lesnar was one of the few guys that stood out from the pack because he rarely lost. And wins and losses matter. How about Ryback? Ryback didn't lose for a very long time. He went into a match with CM Punk, who was a champion, who hadn't lost in a very long time. That was one of the, it was like a Hell in the Cell pay-per-view, and it did very well in terms of, uh, in terms of the buy rate because one of these guys had to lose, and that was, uh, it was a story within itself. When they lost, that mattered. They say wins and losses don't matter. When one of those guys lose, that mattered. It can't matter. Wins and losses can't matter. <laughs> wins and losses should matter. And we would have a lot more stars if they treated this as they should. Well, some of it, too, I think, is the way, uh, especially WWE in particular, presents professional wrestling. It used to be presented in a way that the wins and losses matter because this is what these guys' livelihood is, and the winners make more money than the losers. I, it's not, especially by WWE, it's not presented like that anymore. It's not presented as any level of sport anymore. Which I, I mean, I, I, I like the way like a New Japan does it, the way a Ring of Honor does it, where they actually try to present it in some light, and everybody knows it's you know everybody knows it's entertainment, but it's presented like a sport. Um, and WWE has completely got away from that. Like the commentators don't sell that at all anymore. There's never the importance of like you see people get mad about it, where it's just like a match between two guys. Oh, there's a random match. Well, yeah, these guys are professional wrestlers. This is how they make their living. That's why they're fighting. There's never any of that anymore, and that's never explained to you anymore. Uh, every match doesn't need to have that extra story to it. I don't think. Why are these guys fighting? They're professional wrestlers. That's their job. Right. They get, they're, they're here to fight and make money. Nobody ever says when two fighters fight in UFC, why are these two guys fighting? Because they want to make money. Now, what do you think of the notion that wins and losses don't matter? That was something that was planted by the company, by the, the people in charge to keep these guys in line. Hey, you know, why, why do you care if you lost? Wins and losses don't matter. I, I mean, 
I don't know if it's quite that nefarious. You know what I mean? I don't know <laughs> if it's that. I don't know if the level of uh, planning goes down that that deep. I mean, I think the concept makes sense. I, but I don't know if it was actively said to. Uh, I'm playing a little devil's advocate here with you. Hey, let's come up with this. Let's hatch this plan to uh, keep these guys in line. Um, I mean, coming from a wrestler standpoint, though, there you know there is the shaming of guys for why do you care if you win or lose? It's fake, you know. Yeah, exactly. Because if you're seen in the eyes of the fans as a loser, you can make less money. You can make less, you know, merchandise sales. That is look at the new day right now. Yeah, they they're the longest reigning tag team champions one of the in the history. Most over, at least. The one of the most overacts in the last five years, easily in in WWE. I'd say, right? Yeah, fair enough, right? Like <laughs> they've had the championships for four hundred and some odd days now, and they're winning. There you go. They're winning. I and think you're onto something, Mike, with it though. My overriding point is the fact that if the wrestlers cared more, if they whether they won or lost, if the promotion booked guys to win more, then I think we'd be in much better shape. Oh, I mean, I did, the one thing I, I, mean, I do think where you hit the nail on the head is, um, it's, I don't think, and I don't think it's caring. It's just the environment I think in which wrestling exists right now, especially in WWE. Guys, Austin talks about it a lot. Guys like Austin talk about it a lot, where he would take chances and push back and say no. And still keep his job, and still <laughs> and went on to do great things. Where now maybe it's, unless you're, you know, really a really really top echelon guy, you know, you're going to be scared to push back too much for fear out of losing your job. Yeah, famously, I think he talked about he was booked randomly on a raw to lose to Brock Lesnar, uh, Steve Austin, and he, I think that's when he he walked away that day. He le- left the building and refused to do it. He said he regrets it now, but. At the time, he he felt strongly that he shouldn't lose out of nowhere, no program between the two. He shouldn't just lose on a random raw. To yeah, Lesnar. he thought it was a money match that shouldn't just be thrown right. away. Which he is, which he is a hundred percent correct in that. Yeah, I mean that that was a money match. I mean maybe the way he handled it wasn't. That was the famous took his ball and went home. I think. Yes. Right. So, but I think you're on to something. I think, yeah, the the, the wins, because I mean, famously, it's a pay per view Sunday night. Guys win. Next night, the the win is returned, you know, the other way. So everybody kind of comes out even. And, and there's kind of that theory if if everybody's over, nobody's over, right? Is that kind of, I mean, if, every, you know, if everybody's getting wins, then nobody, it, you yeah. Know. Yeah, I get what you mean. So, yes, if the wrestlers cared more about who won, if the promotion cared more about letting guys win, we would have a healthier WWE right now thank you very much that is my grievance and if you agree (laughs) with me if you agree with the kingpin talking about the fans please tweet at the wpan or go to facebook.com slash the wpan and happy festivus to one and all that was very that's very cathartic mike yeah that was i feel like Yes, all the tension. Uh, look, loose, look at me here, I'm I'm moving loose, now. Like loosey goosey. My, my neck and shoulders don't feel as tense <laughs> and tight. Uh. And now onto the feats of strength, Ryan. <laughs> Get on our right right, kitchen all right, floor. Crockett, Festivus isn't over until you <laughs> pin the Playboy. Go. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Until you wrestle that bag of cheese curls away from the Playboy. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the promo about nothing, Brian. It was nineteen. 19- 95 World Championship Wrestling, Brian. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. We've talked about him in the past. We've had him in the past. Promo about nothing. But in WCW at this point, he didn't think he was wonderful anymore, Brian. That's that's not possible. He didn't think he was wonderful at this point. But then a special visitor came along and really turned this whole thing around. Let's take a listen to this week's promo about nothing. And I just don't know what's going on. I don't know if I'm Mr. Wonderful or not anymore. I just don't know, man. I just don't know. Gary Spivey? Mr. Wonderful, they let me back here to see you. Gary Spivey? Of the Psychic Companions Network? (laughs) What are you doing here? I got a vision. I knew you weren't okay. There's something I have to tell you. I know you're not okay. You did? Yes. How did you know that? I got a vision. Psychics know. You gotta listen to me. Carrie, I used to be the highest rated wrestler in the whole world. 
I used to have so many belts that I, I, I could carry them all. I know. I can see these things. You're not okay, but you're Mr. Wonderful, and you're not feeling so wonderful. These things are going to pass. I see great things for you. You have to be Mr. Wonderful. That's you. That's you. I, I, I used to be Mr. Wonderful. You, no, no, no. Listen to me. You are Mr. Wonderful. They call you Mr. Wonderful. True. Look in the mirror. Who do you see? Look in the mirror. Get up. Look in the mirror. Who do you see? I see I see Mr. Wonderful. You see the vision I see. See, look, you'll see the same vision I see. I see Mr. Wonderful. Who do you see? I am Mr. Wonderful. I see? am Mr. Wonderful. You are Mr. Wonderful. Yes, I am Mr. Wonderful. They call you Mr. Wonderful. I am Mr. Wonderful. And you know you're wonderful too. I look better than I've ever did before. See my visions? Bigger cars, bigger houses, more money. I see Mr. Wonderful. There you are. You see what I see. They call you Mr. Wonderful. And you know you're wonderful too. No problems. You're Mr. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful. There you are. I am Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> That's it. Now you got it. I am Mr. Wonderful. I like that. I am Mr. Wonderful. That's right. That's it. That's great. I am Mr. Wonderful. Thank you, Gary. Is he Mr. Wonderful? Um, I, I thought so until that creepy kiss of the mirror at the end. <laughs> <laughs> right. Brian, first things first. Gary Spivey. Describe this gentleman. Um, well, uh, he has some sort of like a white-ish kind of suit on and uh like a jumpsuit kind of thing yeah then he has like this sparkly silver helmet that i think is supposed to look be his hair is that what they're yeah. going for with that it almost looks like foam yes brian <laughs> gary spivey is a self-proclaimed medium spiritual healer and spiritual teacher let me read this from uh his website in his book gary said his crazy hairdo he started it as a musician he claims, I guess, that it's his real hair. He colored it silver and white when he played music. He didn't want to be a starving musician, so he went to sales. In sales, his psychic ability really came in handy, and so did the crazy hair and the white clothes. Anyone who saw Gary would always remember him. It wasn't long before he was one of the top salesmen in the company, and eventually Gary went into business for himself, and since the crazy look was already working for him, he kept it. Yes, he claims that this crazy thing on his head is hair it does look like it looks like a white foam helmet and since 1995 it's only gotten more ridiculous google gary spivey you will see it just looks like <laughs> <laughs> jesus it, it just looks, oh, it looks like, so natural <laughs> it looks like um the helmets they wore in Spaceballs. <laughs> yes, it's just like a completely round <laughs> white helmet of something purported to be hair. But uh, yes, they they booked this. They got this huge celebrity in WCW to be a part of this vignette when Mr. Wonderful wasn't exactly feeling wonderful. And what exactly did Gary Spivey do to get him to feel like he was Mr. Wonderful again? He just said, you are Mr. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Well, you want him to see his vision. More cars, more houses. <laughs> You're Mr. Wonderful. I am Mr. Wonderful. I am Mr. Wonderful. And they started... Was this some sort of like weird, like, was this like a, like a cross-promotional type 
thing? Is that what this, the intent of this was? Or? I guess. Gary from the Psychic Companions Network. <laughs> yes, there's some very strange uh, strange edits in this, too, where they cut to Gary Spivey standing against the wall, just like, and it, it's awkwardly put together. He's like, yeah, you are Mr. Wonderful. It's just very strangely edited. You have to go well, and you're uh, looking at, You're the looking video. at it from the lens of a 20, being almost 2017, Mike. I mean, 95, that was like cutting edge stuff. <laughs> <laughs> looks like it was done with two VCRs. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and Gary Spivey, yes, he is alive and living and has even more ridiculous hair and a better tan than he did back in 1995. Boy, boy, Mike, you and Mike Mills are right. That Southern wrestling really was something, man. Oh, my God. Oh, I think I was missing the boat on that Southern wrestling. Look at the product they were putting out. Oh, boy. All right. Make sure you go and check out the video. You have to see Gary Spivey. Find the link to the video in the description of this episode or go to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing page on BDARadio.com. Let's give a couple plugs to fellow podcasters. The Mutual Admiration Society, as named by TK. Check in the Boots podcast. This week, they are going behind the scenes with uh, Fury's final fight. Make sure you listen to what they have to say about uh, last Friday night's event. You can tweet at Referee Tony S, at Chip KCTB. Find their podcast, Check in the Boots, wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, uh, Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast with Mike Mills. The Rundown Wrestling Podcast, at Rundown Podcast, Adam Salzer and Jason Stewart. And a man walks into an armbar. BDA Radio's MMA podcast, hosted by Chad Alden and Paul St. Ammon Jr. They are, of course, at BDARadio.com and all fine podcast outlets. And Brian, you're hitting the highways and byways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, applying your trade as a professional wrestler. And you still got those couple of dates, right? Yeah, just like I said, a couple of dates to uh, complete the year of 2016, which has been a uh, very successful year. I will say looking ahead to 2017, stay tuned for some uh, really good things, I think, uh, that are going to happen for me here. Um, I mean, nothing in particular. Just I, It's just a feeling, Mike. Just a feeling. I think 2017. A Gary Spivey premonition? <laughs> yes. No, I think 2017, uh, by the end of it, will have been my most successful year in professional wrestling. I'm calling it now, Mike. All right. Going on record. Nice. And what's my track record been with uh, these predictions, Mike? Pretty dang good. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, we do have to finish out 2016 first, so I got two big dates at the end of the year. Thursday, the 29th, uh, as part of the just-announced New England Mania card for Beyond Wrestling at the Aurora Providence. Can't announce my opponent yet because that hasn't been announced, but uh, you're not going to be disappointed. It's going to be a great match. It's going to be a great event. Lots of great matches. Kimberly's last appearance with Beyond Wrestling. Reportedly, she may be heading on to uh, bigger and better things, maybe heading down south. if, if you believe the uh, the rumors online, I believe Chris Hero will be – I think I believe it's Chris Hero versus Keith Lee. Um, yes. The best wrestler of 2016 versus the breakout star of 2016, uh, as Beyond has called it. Uh, so a really great card. Thursday night, the 29th in Providence. And then Friday night, the very next night, Fall River, Massachusetts, the Spindle City Rumble. Yours truly will be in it. i got to be the odds-on favorite. Which right. means I'll probably make it to the end and then get eliminated by whoever does win it. <laughs> oh, come on. Have a little the odds-on favorite never wins, Mike. Uh, have a little faith. <laughs> but that's uh, for Top Rope Promotions. Find Top Rope Promotions on Facebook and Twitter. They sell their tickets through brownpapertickets.com. It's going to be a great event. Uh, come check out uh, two great nights of professional wrestling before you drink your brains out on New Year's Eve. <laughs> and get on the Brian Malonis bandwagon for 2017. Book him through his email address, brianmalonis at comcast.net, or tweet at Brian Malonis. All right, we'll be back next week, episode 36, the day after Christmas, the post-Christmas hangover edition of the wrestling podcast about nothing. Till then, he is the kingpin, Brian Malonis. I am Mike Crockett. Happy Festivus. Happy Holidays. And thanks for nothing. <laughs>